I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today are a couple of gentlemen that you want to hear from. This is a special moment. We're going to nerd it up. We're going to talk about Speedo's new Hyper Elite goggles. This is a new range, a lot of interesting stuff. We have, we have a man here who's tested the goggles, and I also understand that we have the smartest man from Speedo, Chris Johnson, head of design, with us today. We also have Tom, Tom Dean. He is a European Championship gold medalist. I am a freestyle specialist. This guy's got his sights set on gold this summer in Tokyo in the 4x2 relay for sure. Tom Dean, guys, welcome to the pod. Thank you. trying to unpack what we have in terms of this new goggle I've, I've i've gotten some high points i was a speedo athlete tom i was a speedo athlete but it was a long time ago it was decades yep. ago <laughs> it was long long ago back when back in my day I, i'm i'm embarrassed to say we wore this thing called the speedo sprint goggle uh chris do you, do you know what a speedo sprint is were you around for the speedo sprint I don't remember it now. <laughs> this is this. Uh, you know what? It was. It, I thought it was great tech at the time. That were there were some people wearing Swedish goggles, and then there were people wearing the Speedo Sprint. And um, but I can tell you that it's just like it, it feels like we moved into the space age with Speedo's design. Uh, you know this this new design, this new goggle, the Hyper Elite. Is, is this new range is coming out. My um, understanding is going to be dropping March third in in certain regions of the world. And, uh, you know, can you unpack this for me? What, what, what are the high points? Why do I want this goggle? Yeah, well, I mean, the, uh, the Hyperlite goggle, it's the latest evolution of the brand's revolutionary Faskin Elite goggle. Um, so it results in enhanced performance and comfort whilst maintaining all the hallmarks of the goggle that changed the game when it was first launched in 2011. Um, so we've, we've tested on everyone from elite athletes to club swimmers, uh, from countries such as the UK, USA, Australia, and the result is a goggle for all swimmers. Um, so in terms of technology, it, you know, we believe it leads the way. So the Hyperleak goggle features latest hydrodynamics and performance enhancing technologies. So it's, it's got a whole host of features and benefits. <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing about goggles is, you know, you, you get married to your goggles, you know, there's like, uh, Tom can talk about this. Maybe I don't know if he has a girlfriend, but your goggle is a very special thing. You have a very special relationship with your goggle. And if you don't have your goggle and the right fit, the goggle that's just perfect. Life is bad. It's, um, so it's, uh, so talk to me about the goggle in terms of, you know, from, from my perspective, we didn't have this sort of technology. One of the first things that jumps out, and I know this has been a thing with goggle design is the, the hyperscope lens shape, your ability to have peripheral vision and to maximize that peripheral vision. Um, how long has this been? How long has this been a, a, a priority for the Speedo, for Speedo goggles, and 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 how have you enhanced it? Yes, yeah, so I mean that uh, the hydroscopic lens. Um, you know, I was in the Aqualab team like prior to London 2012, and. Uh, it, at that time, you know, the main goggle was the, the speed socket and it had that elliptical um, flat front lens. And so we were doing all the, uh, the hydro, hydrodynamic research and we'd worked out that if you, if you did a, a flat, flat lens, I've got some goggles here actually. Um, 
So you want to if if, hang on, guys. If you're if you're if you're just listening on on the, on the podcast, you're not watching the video. We are actually we're actually seeing we're seeing the goggles. Show it to us. <laughs> so this is an early prototype of the uh, Hyperlink. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We so you can see that the lens shape originally it was like uh, they were elliptical, but then what we did was we we shaved off the corner where the corner of the ellipse would be. So by shaving it off, you've got that vertical transition. You've then, you, you lose a bit of form. So there's less, there's less drag. Uh, but then what it does is single curvature. It means you've got more clarity around the sides for that peripheral vision. And so that, that's what's termed as the, uh, the hydroscopic lens. And um, so from 2011, uh, a lot of goggles have followed suit. Um, and mo most racing goggles look like that now. Um, which is which is kind of the way the world works. Speedo innovates, and then everyone comes in, and they and they and they start to they they start standing on your shoulders. But Speedo, Speedo always r remains ahead in terms in terms of design. It, it is it's, it's the big player globally. Uh, let me just pull Tom in here for a second. Tom, I, Tom was looking down. Tom, you can't take a nap right now. You got you got to pay attention, <laughs> buddy. Tom the. I, 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 I know that, uh, you know, you're an IM specialist, you're a European championship gold medalist, but it's, it, you're on a team. I just talked to your teammate, James Guy, and uh, UK is, is, you're in the hunt. He thinks you're in the hunt for gold. And I, I'm, I'm telling you by my math, it looks that way. Um, just, just, you know, have, have you tested this, did you test this goggle before the international um, swimming league season? Um, I didn't test it before the ISL. Um, I was fortunate enough to try it out while I was in Budapest, um, just during a training session. Um, we were, I had a few um, new Speedo products that I was trying out, a few new suits and things like that, and, and I was lucky enough to give the, the I've, got, I've got a pair here actually, uh, the goggles a go. Um, I used them in a training session. Uh, I absolutely loved them. Um, I went to walk away with them, you know, thinking I'd be able to race with them and everything like that, and they said, actually, you know, we're going to have to have those back. Uh, they're not quite ready to uh, to be used in racing. So, um, yeah, I was very eager to get my hands on a pair. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to trial them back in. I mean, that must have been October, November time. Uh, and, yeah, I, I absolutely loved them. Let's pull it back into the 4 by 2 because in talking to your to, to your teammates, they're, they, you know, they think that you're on the hunt for gold. And, and like mm -hmm. I said, by my math, that, that looks like it's the case. Uh, but in a relay, you're always, you're always looking at your competitors. And um, mm -hmm. so in terms of when you tested this goggle, what, what is, you know, what's the field of vision when you're, you know, you're, you're face down looking at the black line? Can, mm -hmm. are you, can you, you know, how far can you see side to side? Well, I, um, so me personally, I breathe to the right. Um, you know, being a middle distance swimmer, um, your awareness of the competition is so important. You know, it's, it's very different to a pure, purebred sprinter where it is literally head down, you know, just get into the wall as quickly as you can because tactics play such a big role in the middle distance uh, and, and the longer distance racing, of course, you have to be aware of your competitors. So being able to um, see uh, swimmers off to my left, even though I'm not breathing that way, is super, super important. Uh, and as you said, you know, in an event such as a four by two where it is so competitive and the margins are so fine, being able to observe um, the other teams is just absolutely vital, you know, not just to see where you are, but to almost, um, you know, uh, start your racing off even better and, and make you yeah, even more competitive and, and, and chase down those other teams. We're going to come back to, to Tom. We're going to talk a little bit more about the four by two. We're also going to talk about where he's at in training and what's going on with him. And cause he's been, he, 
he's been popping some fast swims uh, and it's, and it's been a while since we've seen him fully rested, fully shaved. Chris, it, this goggle is um, that whenever you talk to elite athletes and you talk to them about a goggle, they're always talking about the, the fit and, and the, you know, peripheral vision, your, your field of, your field of view. Um, but there's, you also have new enhanced hydrodynamic nose bridge and it's, uh, and that's really about comfort that comes back to the marriage and loving a goggle. What did you do there? Yeah. So it's got that same curve. So it doesn't touch the nose. So it arches over the nose, like the speed socket, like, like the Alaskan elite goggle. Uh, but the, it's got this, um, sliding mechanism. So you slide it from beneath and it clicks in. So it gives you that, that confidence that it's, it's fully engaged and, and locked. Um, but also like where it attaches to the lens, it's a lot, it's a lot smoother as well. So again, through the, uh, the CFD, the computational fluid dynamic analysis, where we, we run the software and we try and where it predicts what the flow of water will do as it meets different surfaces on the goggle, we've, we've smoothed that flow out. Um, so all these, all these little details um, we've worked on. Um, so it's, um, it's got it's more, more comfort, um, and it's more durable as well. This is the first time I'm meeting folks, full disclosure, first time I'm meeting the smartest man at Speedo, Chris Johnson. And, uh, and I should have asked him before we started talking, but, you know, do you have a swim background? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've always been a swimmer, swam, swam as a kid, um, always a club swimmer. Um, so I was never like a national level or anything like that, but I've always, uh, loved swimming and loved design. So could say the job I have now I've been able to combine both my passions and um, help swimmers um, by you know by helping create uh, swimwear and uh, swim equipment it was a risky question you could have told me yeah I'm testing this the the, the goggles in the shower because I'm not a swimmer <laughs> but I, I'm so glad that you came in you have some swimming roots which is fully what I expect of speedo the <laughs> no yes comfort is everything the, the bridge is everything it's uh you know, growing up as a kid, it's, I remember my, my, the, rubbing the skin off of my nose, uh, trying to get goggles to, you know, it, 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 cause it's the entire goggle. It's, it's, you know, from the, from the lens to the nose bridge, to the, to the strap. And you're, and you're, you're, you're putting so much pressure to, to make your goggle fit correctly, mostly so it won't leak, but Speedo has patented IQ fit, the one piece racing strap. And uh, I want to hear about that. What, what's, what, what, was, what was done there? Um, so again, like way back uh, with the original Fasken Elite goggle, we noticed that the behavior of swimmers, you always tighten your strap before you, you go to a gala and you're going to race. You tight In training, you loosen it off for comfort. But then when you dive in, there's that impact force on top of your goggles. You don't want them to fall off. You do all that training. Um, so the idea was, could we, with the, the n- numbers on the strap, you, you can like um, remember where you go to. So you can have a number for racing or a number for training. And then the other thing about the racing strap is it's uh, with the, when you slide it up, it's all flush. So usually with a, you've got a tensioner at the back and you've got the two, uh, the two ends that flap around. So again, it's just keeping it nice and neat and flush, uh, less drag. Um, so even if you're wearing it over the top of your cap, it's just really smooth and flush, flush to your head. It is interesting because in anybody who swims, you have to swim to understand this. You do. You have a certain tension when you train and it's different. And, and when you race, it's, it's, everything is tighter. <laughs> um, so I, I, I do like that you have, you have, you, you, these were, these, this was taken into account in the design process. 
Yeah. <laughs> is it, so is, is, is your lab, is your, is your lab like when you're designing, uh, the, you know, any, any, any product, when you're designing new goggles, are, you know, how much are you in the water? You personally in the water? Uh, every project and, uh, same with the other designers and the team, you know, you've got to, you've got to feel, um, and experience what the, what the swimmers are going through. Um, cause then when they're giving you feedback, it could be like club swimmers, elite athletes, um, you you can sort of understand what they're going on about. Um, a lot of the time with with elite athletes, they'll come, they'll give comments that you probably you you didn't you didn't um, feel because they're they're swimming at another level, and they they you know the um, their level of feel is uh, far is far advanced um, from from you know from, from ourselves. So, um, Tom Tom, did you have any comments when you when you tested this back? You know when you were in the in the middle of ISL. Um, I mean, uh, Chris mentioned, uh, you know, some superior, uh, like, level of knowledge, but purely, you know, just like any other club swimmer um, or any level of swimmer, comfort is the most important thing for me. And when I put a pair of goggles on, if they're comfortable and they don't leak, that's two boxes ticked straight away that are the most important things. Uh, and then you might get into the feel, you know, in racing and things like that and the finer details. But if those two boxes are ticked, then I'm very happy with a pair of goggles. And these ones... As soon as I put them on and try them out in Budapest, they take those boxes straight away. Guys, if you're listening right now on the podcast, we are talking about Hyper Elite Speedo's new range of goggles. And uh, these are dropping March 3rd. And it, that's only in select regions around the world. We're going to we'll, we'll, we'll put the links in and tell you exactly what that is in the post. But uh, I always like talking to Speedo designers because it, I, if you think about the world and that we live in, design is what makes the world fit and work for you. It's like, what, what, what makes your life better? It's always, it always comes back to design. And Tom, I'm jealous because you get to benefit from all this awesome mm -hmm. design. And I never did. We had to suffer through the, through the, through the ancient days of, of the mm -hmm. early design, but we were thankful. Um, right now I'd like to come back to our four by two free, just, mm -hmm. just, you know, so this is, you're going to be wearing new tech, leading into this, uh, I mean, you guys got trials coming up and then you got the Olympics coming up. And, uh, you know, when I talked to the swim swim staff, they basically said, Ooh, you're talking to Tom. Tom is, you know, Tom's 20 years old. This guy's dangerous. And, uh, and I wasn't sure of all the details. We had a pre-chat, but you went a 146 flat, 200 free unshaven. And that was before COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. what's, what's going on with that? And, 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 and where's your head at? Yeah, I'm sure you're going to, you're going to share with the entire world, your, per, your, your, your goal times right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe not that far, but, um, that, uh, yeah, that, that 146 era was, um, almost, almost a year ago to the day. Um, we'd just come back from a training camp out in Australia. We'd flown in. Um, so we had long haul travel behind us. A few days later, we flew up to Edinburgh for the Edinburgh international meet. Um, you know, myself and Jimmy, um, uh, James, neither of us were tapered or shaved, um, but we'd had a great, great block of work behind us. Those three weeks out in Australia were probably the best camp I've ever done in my life. And we both went up to Edinburgh and dropped 146s, um, both of us, you know, with no rest and still with, you know, some pretty bad jet lag behind us. And it made us so, so excited for the trials, which was just a few weeks away. Unfortunately, that was the last event 
essentially to be hosted in all of the UK before lockdown began. Um, that that Edinburgh swim meet in March. So um, we hadn't, you know, we haven't had a chance to race long course until we did Manchester about three weeks ago. Um, so it's been a, a long, a long old time um, before stepping on the blocks again, um, with a lot of ups and downs and time out of the pool and disruption to training. But we managed to get to Manchester and we both went some good times again. Uh, and since then, we've had another four week solid block of work. And, you know, we're both doing times in training that we've never done before. Uh, and it's making us very excited for trials in April and ultimately very excited for the Olympics in summer. And as you mentioned, that four by two. You know, something that's not missed on, on athletes based in the United States is that, uh, you know, we're pulling from a population of what, 330 million people. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia is smaller, the UK is larger, but the UK is, it's still by population, it's not as large a country. And, it's never, yeah. and you're competing against China and, and the United States. So you, you, have to, you have to feel proud about the fact that the UK in the four by one medley and in the four by two, mm-hmm. yes, you're, you're, you're among our staff picks. It's like, yes, you're in the hunt to win. Yeah. Uh, does that, do you think about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, the first time I stepped up for the four by two team was that Europeans in 2018 uh, as my first senior team. And as soon as you join that team, um, you know, I was racing with um, James Duncan and Callum three guys who I know had achieved great things uh, in on the four by two. And I was joining uh, a relay team that had a lot of history behind it. And, you know, you feel a degree of pride when you step up and you're, you're part of those four to be selected uh, and swim that final. So being able to be picked for that team in 2018 and 2019, and obviously hoping to be picked again uh, for 2020 is extremely exciting. And I know that we're very strong and like you said, you know, very dangerous when it comes to this event. Uh, and I'm, I've got a lot of confidence going forward. Are you so you're not intimidated? You're like, I got this. Yeah, not at all. I mean, it's it's a team effort, and I see. I train with um, James every day. I was training with him about two hours ago, and I know what he's doing, and I know what I'm doing. So I know that half of the team are doing things that we've never done before, and it's really really exciting. So, and I know that um, Callum trains in Bath as well, um, and I know all the other people that have got chances to make on that uh, to, to make that four by two team and obviously Duncan doing amazing things up in Scotland so I think that we've got we've got nothing to worry about I'm very excited Chris when you see you, you've got to be proud as a, as, as, a, as a man with swimming roots you have to be a proud of, of of the UK and and their dominance on a global basis and you have to be excited to see products you've designed on these athletes what, what, what is that feeling like I mean it's, it's amazing just to work at Speedo and be part of that family and um, I mean, it's a team effort. So, you know, everything it's like there's design teams, there's product teams, R&D teams, marketing teams. It's like, it's the whole thing, you know? So, yeah. So, so here's, here's, here's a real sensitive question. I shouldn't ask it, but I'm going to. So you're, you're the smartest man at Speedo, you're the head of design. Do you get to go to the Olympic Games? I, I went to London. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got to I got to London, which was amazing. So uh, I went with um, two occasions. So I, I went with Speedo, and then I went back. I got tickets, and I went and I sat with my dad. So it was a fantastic memory to sit. Yeah, to see the products he'd worked on with the team, uh, being worn by swimmers. It was uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, I have to ask the question. It's it, it sounds like a like an unusual question, but it's um, when we when we send our teams to international meets, I always want to go, and I'm like, I don't know that I'm and I'm my work is done now, and now we're going to let the people who actually have to manage things during the event, they'll they'll go, 
but uh, you feel like you know when you when you're when you're an architect of your company or you're the you're the head of design. It's like you know you want to sometimes you want to be there first person to see it. But so I'm I'm probably in the same situation as you. It's like my work is done, but I still would like to be there. I, I love that you went with your dad in in 2012. That's a, that's a great story. Yeah, I yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. I was never going to be an Olympic swimmer, but at least. Mm-hmm. You get to see something that I'd worked on. So no, I love that. Well, just just so you know, there's there's certain things that we you know we talked to to Blankensop. We 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 brought him on. We had a conversation with him, and and uh, and when he was on, he was the smartest man at Speedo. So I think there's going to be a debate behind the scenes. He still is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so but there in terms of design, there's some there's some fun things that are going to be coming out as as we as as we're moving into the run-up for the Olympic Games. And I, and I have a feeling that we might have you both back to have some conversations about that. But the, um, I've got to bring it back to the UK and I've got to bring it back to, to the 4 by 2 relay just because we're talking to Dean. Dean, um, you're going to be wearing the Hyper Elite goggle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's in, in terms of like, this could come down to, to hundredths of a second. Um, yeah. Do, you know, how, do you feel like you're armored up when you're when you're heading into competition and you're in this tech? I feel like uh, undoubtedly, you know, whenever I walk out for a race and I'm, I've got speedo um, speedo on, I feel you know as, as confident as you can feel. I think the most important thing with goggles, um, a really great goggle, you shouldn't have to worry about because you know it's going to do its job. You know, it's not an extra concern. It's not something you have to worry about in terms of comfort or you know whether it's going to leak or whether it won't fit correctly it should just um, not even cross your mind on race day. So, you know, the hours that are put in with the design team um, and, and, you know, fitting to people's um, different face shapes makes you, uh, allows you to focus on race day that, that little bit more on the actual job in hand because it's one less worry that you need to, that you need to concern yourself with. So, yeah, walking out with Speedo gear, I know I'm, I'm in the best position I can be in. Why don't you play Speedo Analyst for me? for 60 seconds or, or less or longer. It's mm-hmm. up to you, buddy. And, uh, and tell me, you know, you're, you, you know what you guys have to do in the four by two. Yeah. But what are you looking out for? What, who, 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 who are you watching and what's your concern? Who's the outlier mm-hmm. on, 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 the, on the other, on the other nations where you're like, we got to watch these. We got to watch these guys. And we got to watch this athlete. I think I think that um, you know if you just look at 2019 worlds, I mean that four by two was so close, it was so so tight. You mentioned hundredths of a second, and it truly was hundredths of a second. We we placed fifth, and we were less than two tenths from a silver medal, and you know really really close to that gold. It was genuinely fingertips. So I don't think I could single out a single team of those five to say they're the extremely dangerous ones. You know they're the ones we need to look out. Obviously the USA like you mentioned, have got that depth um, in terms of athletes that they can choose from and notorious for stepping up during the Olympic year. The Australians have got, you know, um, a real freestyle powerhouse um, out there. And and I think they're going to be, uh, you know, ones to keep our eyes on. Um, but, but like I said, I've got the utmost confidence in the four guys that are going to be stepping up for GB in Tokyo in the summer. And I would be, you know, very excited to be part of that team and, and do my do my bit. We, you know, we're always in, in the United States, we're always thinking about another speedo athlete, Caleb Dressel. Mm-hmm. And what's he going to do at, at the Olympics this summer in terms of the yeah. relay? Like what, what, what is really going to be his role in the four by two? So I'm always thinking about him. 
Yeah. Uh, but my staff is really, really excited about the UK's four by two. And uh, we're going to do an entire podcast that just does nothing but break down the UK and the four by two. And we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to nerd it up, drill down. And it's just going to be all about how, how, you know, what is the path to winning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might have to bring you back for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, the answer is yes, you will. <laughs> of course. Uh, Chris, I, and I should have asked you this at the, at the top of the podcast, but I, but I do have to ask you, it's just a funny question. This is the kind of territory we get into toward the, the end of our conversations. But let's be honest, some people have funky shaped heads. Um, I've, I, I, have, I have very thick hair, and the truth is if I shave my head, it looks like a pea head. It's teeny tiny. And um, the side, maybe my brain is small. I don't know. With the uh, and some people have melon heads and some people have really weird shaped heads. How do you manage this when you're designing a goggle? Uh, we we've got now you can adjust the length of your, your goggle strap, um, and we've got three different cap sizes as well. So when when we design, we've got a design for the range of head circumferences. Um, so we you know we look into the ergonomics or like the study of the, the human body, the anatomy, the skeletal dimensions. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, whatever we do, it's got to fit for the smallest female and the largest male. Um, so yeah, it's a challenge. Uh, so you've got to have, every product's got to have that adjustability in there. So yeah, it's not easy. Well, if you've got smaller heads, you're going to have less drag. So you've got an advantage already. <laughs> now, yeah, I know you've done a lot of hard work and, uh, and this is, I know you're, you're proud of this design, but it's a. You know, if, if you, and I should have warned you ahead of time, but if we had to look into the crystal ball, we're looking into the, the Chris Johnson crystal ball, and he says, this is the goggle of the future. What's the goggle of the future going to look like? Is that something, I'm sure that's something you, that keeps you awake at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just got, it's got to be seamless. It's like, it's just part of you. It's, you know, it's like, uh, it's biological it's smart, it's however you want to frame it, it, it just works and adapts to you in every uh, situation, scenario. Yeah, so, you know. As, as, as a designer, when you, we know that we're moving into the, to the era of the smart goggle. Is, uh, is that something that, that, that weighs on your head? It weighs on your mind because it's a, I've been testing goggles since the 1990s and I've been testing tech and I've been testing, you know, the earliest iterations of smart goggles. And let me tell you something, that when I first started doing it, it was it was like someone put a, a you know the the ocean goggle on my face, and I'm I'm like this is never going to work. No one's ever going to do this. But over time, it's gotten smaller. I always felt that Speedo would 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 come in and 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 carve out a space and be a market leader here. But that seems to me where we're headed. Is it? Um, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just, I just want you to, I just want, I'm hoping that you'll give me something. Hey, Mel, we've got this covered. <laughs> that, that's a question uh, for Rob. You've you got to speak to the smartest man in speedo for that one. <laughs> that was a good push. I love that. That was, that was seamless. I liked it. You're like, I, I can't answer this right now. You know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like this is already in the speedo lab and you guys are cooking it up, but I, I don't know that. I'm not saying that, but I, but it is a curiosity. Tom, we're going to bring you back and we're going to just unpack the four by two 
because a lot of people are excited about uh, about the UK's chances of winning, and and uh, maybe maybe we might even talk a little bit and let you be an analyst about the four by one medley. Um, before we close out here, do you guys have any parting thoughts? Is there anything that I haven't covered about Hyper Elite that you would like to share? Uh, I mean, all I'd say is um, it's got six different colorways. Like I say, it's um, you know it's cutting edge of hydrodynamics, 100% UV protection, anti-fog. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great looking goggle. It's got everything that you would expect from a Speedo goggle. Tom, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I completely agree. It's a great looking goggle, but for me as an athlete, more importantly, it's a comfortable goggle. It works well. It does its job and I'm excited to use it more in training and racing. Chris, I asked you this, the, the, the question about, you know, how, how do you make a goggle fit every, everyone's face? And it's, um, I know this is always a challenge because you're, you're trying to fit for, for men and women, as you, as, as you mentioned, but, uh, there, there's there's something here that I, I want you to unpack for me. It's CFD analysis, and you can you can go a little further into this topic. Yes, yeah, so uh, CFD analysis. So it's looking at the hydrodynamics of the uh, the products. Um, so we we use different types of um, software to try and predict what what is that water flow going to do over a pair of goggles. And more recently, in our um, on the the Hyper Elite goggles and the Pure Focus goggles. We used a piece of software which actually it, it works like machine learning. So apparently they use it in the in Formula One, and you you basically you say to the software reduce reduce the drag by five percent on these goggles, and what it does is it it works and repeats and repeats, and then it shows you like a, a visual diagram of the goggle, and it has like a heat map like um, like different colors. So like blue blue says you want to push this surface in red you want to push it out and so the goggle looks the same but there's just these minor little tweaks and details um it's just refining the uh, the flow over the goggle um so yeah just minor minor little um uh, benefits and improvements yeah speedo is using machine learning so you you're, you're using artificial intelligence ai <laughs> yeah so it's the it's what the software does yeah that, and we, we use uh, we work with external uh, CFD partners. Tom, they're using artificial intelligence to design your goggles. How do you feel about that, buddy? Yeah, I, I, honestly, it doesn't surprise me. Knowing the technology that Speedo have got in those labs um, does not surprise me that they're going to be at the, the cutting edge when it comes to designing their products. But yeah, it gives me all the more confidence in its, uh, in its ability. We've been talking to European Championship gold medalist and the man gunning for gold this summer in the 4x2, Tom Dean, and the head of design for Speedo, Chris Johnson. We've been talking about the Hyper Elite, this new range of goggle that's going to be dropping March 3rd in certain regions around the world. We're going to keep you posted when it's going to go completely global. I'm Mel Stewart. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Mel. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.